Lord, we just thank you for that secret place where we can just get alone with you, where we can hear your still small voice, where we can know you intimately, where we can share the concerns of our hearts and the worries and the emotions and how we're feeling, Lord God. We thank you that you hear every prayer, every moment, every cry of our heart, Lord. You're aware of it, even before we speak it. And Lord, we pray for these prayer series over these next few weeks, Lord God, that you would remind us again of the simplicity and the power of prayer. When your people meet with you, miracles happen. And I pray, Lord God, that we would be stirred up and reminded again that beautiful secret place gives us power for living effectively for you. And I pray that today you'd encourage and remind us of that. And I pray for comfort for all the Parramatta Eels fans. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Would you give the team a huge hand? That was beautiful. Well done. Well, over the next few weeks, we are going to be talking about prayer. In fact, we've got a series called Let's Pray. And uh, for these next four weeks, we're going to be talking about uh, today, we're going to be talking about the purpose of prayer. Uh, Then we're going to be talking about the practicalities of prayer next week. And we're talking about praying in the Spirit the week after. And the week after that, we're going to talk about the power of prayer. And each of these weeks, we're going to open up the altar after the service and we're going to lay hands on people and pray for whoever wants prayer. And really, I'm believing for miracles. So we are only responsible for the praying part, but we have a God that's responsible for the miracles part. And I I just believe that the more that we pray, the more miracles that we see. The more that we just put our faith in Jesus and we have the audacity to ask God that we can see miracles. And we really want to talk over this series just about some of the different ways that we pray and that we can connect with God. But we really want to set it up today with just talking about the purpose of prayer. And prayer is all about connecting with God. As complicated as we can sometimes make prayer, that's the simplicity of it. God desires that you would connect with Him. He wants to know you intimately and personally. He wants to have the kind of relationship with you that you can call out to Him at any time, at any place, at any point in your life, and you can speak to God. The Creator of the universe, His ear is attentive to you. Isn't that a beautiful thing? That God's not a far-off, distant God, but He is a God that is leaning into you listening to every word you say, every thought that you have. God can hear it. God knows it. God wants to connect with you. God wants to do miracles in your life. I love Chad Veach. He said it this way. He said, the secret to prayer is that there is no secret to prayer. It's not magical or mysterious, complex or frustrating. There is no right way to do it, no list of steps to follow, no magic formula to repeat. The key to prayer is simply to pray. Anyone can do it and everyone should. And yet so many of us avoid prayer because it seems overcomplicated. And isn't that true? In a complicated world with so many things that's stealing our attention and our thoughts and our mind and and our focus during the day, during the night, there's so many things that can take our attention that we can actually forget to pray. You know, the Bible says in Thessalonians to pray without ceasing. And it's not talking about just 
continually praying and doing nothing else with your life. It's talking about keeping an open conversation with God, to talk with God, to whenever you feel like it, to speak to God, to listen to God, to have time with God, to allow God to speak to you. It's so beautiful to be able to go into that secret place with God. And I think a powerful life is centered in that relationship with God, that intimacy with God, that connection with God in our prayer life. To pray without ceasing. I love what it says in Philippians 4. If I can get it out, I'm speaking in tongues. Philippians 4. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. He's given a list here in this passage that whenever we are feeling afraid or whenever we're thankful, whenever we're worried, whenever we're all of these things, basically every moment in your life is a great moment for prayer. At the mountaintop and in the valley, God wants to connect with you. God wants to commune with you. God wants to know you intimately and how we have this language with God that we are gifted with to, to be able to pray. It's such a gift to us to be able to have those moments with God. And I just want to encourage you over this series, let's step it up in our prayer life. Let's make a conscious decision to say, God, I want to connect with you. And maybe you've really struggled in this area. Maybe it's been a challenge for you in your life. Can I encourage you, start small. Start just making a regular slot of time in your day just to be able to connect with God. And just start to do that and see what God does. See how that starts to develop and grow in your life. Well, I want you to come with me this morning to Matthew chapter 6. This is going to be our key text today, Matthew chapter 6. And it's really a great passage that teaches us how to pray and really teaches us the purpose of prayer, which I want to touch on today. And, and I just want to touch on a little bit around this passage because it kind of sets the scene for the kind of prayer that God wants us to have. So this is in Matthew chapter 6, verse 1. It says this, Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in their synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. It says in verse 5, And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room. Close the door and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. This then is how you should pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. 
For if you forgive other people when you sin against them, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive you your sins. And this passage, I think, is so powerful, helping us articulate and understand what prayer is. It's not a performance. It's not something that's just an external thing. It's very clear in this passage that prayer is something where we get alone with God, where we have time with God and share our heart with Him. And I just want to give you five encouragements today out of this passage about prayer. And the first one this morning is this. Prayer is pure and not a performance. Prayer is pure and not a performance. It says here, And when you pray... Do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. When we're talking about the purity of prayer, we're not saying that everything that you say is just beautiful. Because it's not like that. Sometimes prayer is just like spewing out all of your emotions and your concerns and your worries and your fears and what's going on on the inside of your heart. And I want to encourage you to do that. God wants to know. In fact, He already knows before you say it. But He wants you to open up your heart to Him and speak out what's on your heart. And it's not a performance that we have to show to others. It's not something that we have to try and impress others, other people with. But it's the purity of our heart connecting with God. And saying, God, this is the concerns of my heart. This is what's going on in my life. And God, I want you to know and I need your intervention. God, I thank you for what's good. God, for the mistakes that I've made, I'm sorry. It's just a moment with God where we can connect and be honest. There's a purity about our hearts connecting with God, not to perform. And I love that we pray corporately. I love that we have a moment in our service to pray. But really the strength of this church is in our prayer life in the unseen. In those moments that we have with God where nobody else sees. And it's so easy to make prayer a performance. I remember a few years ago... Um, our previous um, senior pastors, Kevin, Kevin and Marilyn, they sent me up to Katoomba to uh, see somebody in hospital there that was like a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend. You know, those kind of things. And, and so I, I got sent up there to this friend of a friend of a friend of a friend. And whoever this person was, I got sent up there to go and see this person and to pray for them. No idea what I was walking into or what was happening. I'm not sure whether Kev knew what was happening, but it felt like a setup. And so I got up to this to this this hospital and and, and I, I sat down with this this guy. And um, he said to me when I got there, he said, oh, "Ben, I've got a demon in me." And I'm like, "Oh, thanks, Kev. Uh, this is great." <laughs> in the middle of the hospital, and so he walked into this kind of room, and he closed the door, and it was just me and him in this room. I'm thinking, "Oh my goodness, what's about to happen in this room right now?" And uh, so he, he starts to say this to me, and he starts to talk to me, and and I said to him, like, as I'm talking to him, I'm sensing I don't think this person actually does have a, a demon. I think that there's other things at play here that's going on in their mind and all that kind of stuff. And so I start praying for this person for, for peace. I just start saying the name of Jesus. I'll test it out. And I, and I just start doing it, and this person. And, and I'm just praying over this guy. And there's no real reaction from him. And, and I kind of prayed over him, and then I just kind of stopped and started to talk to him. He said, no, no, no. You need to do more. You need to do more. Like, I need you to yell. I need you to, I need you to really speak over me. And I'm like, no, well, I don't think Jesus needs me to do that. 
Because if I whisper or whether I shout, God still hears it. And, and I, I'm, just, I'm just talking over this, this person. I'm just starting to talk to me. No, 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 you need to do it. Like, oh, I want to see you like blow over me. Like, I want to see this. And oh, I want you to stand up and I want you to and, and really fight in the spirit and all these kind of things. And, and this guy was getting really worked up and agitated. And I thought, I've got to teach this guy. Actually, the, the power of the prayer is not dependent on Ben. The power of the prayer is dependent on God. How I say it and how I do it and the performance that I do beyond it, that doesn't matter. And so I start talking to this guy about this and, uh, and, I, and I prayed for him and eventually he's like, oh, well, I'm going to have to get somebody else because you weren't good enough. <laughs> anyway, end, end of the conversation, I kind of left. I'm like, oh, I've got to work on my prayer life, you know, left that place. But it got me really thinking about the fact of how often, even in Pente- Pentecostal circles, and, and I love, uh, don't get me wrong, I love a fired up prayer meeting, I love the altar field, I love people touched by the power of God, and, and that's real, I believe that. But we don't have to perform. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. The Holy Spirit is working and moving in our midst, and I want to encourage you today and take the pressure and the complexity out of prayer and say, it's simple, share what is on your heart with God. You don't have to perform to God. You don't have to perform to the people that are around you. Just pray what is on your heart and let that come out of that place. See, prayer that is personal is powerful. But prayer that's just a performance, it's polluted. The purity of prayer is just our hearts connected with God. I love King David. When you look at the Psalms and you see King David, he's just pouring out his heart to God. And you read some of these Psalms and you think, how did this guy become king? I mean, if the people that were his subjects or his people that were under him saw how the king was behaving with these psalms and saying, God, you've left me, I'm, I'm alone, I've been forgotten. Like even look at Psalm 13, it says, How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts? Day after day, sorrow is in my heart. How long will my enemy triumph over me? Could you imagine being under this king? Thinking, this guy's a mess. But I love the fact that he, he was pure with God. It says in Scripture that he was a man after God's own heart. And I think there was no secrets between David and God. David was just pure in the way that he lived his life and said, God, I'm just laying it all down to you. God, this is how I honestly feel. This is my emotions. This is what's on my heart. God, I'm sharing it with you. And I want to encourage you, be the kind of people that have that kind of intimacy with God. As we pray, let's not try and have have pretenses or performance. Let's just be real. Let's just be honest with God. God can handle your honesty. He wants your honesty. He's not looking for a performance. He's just looking for authentic. The second thing this morning is this, is prayer is personal and not pomp. Pomp is tradition or ceremony. It's the spectacular that we kind of try and put forward and and oftentimes prayer is used in a ceremony somewhere publicly and all those kind of things, which is just, I guess, part of corporate prayer. But we're talking really about our personal prayer life. We don't have some kind of pomp and performance that we have to do with God. We can just be real. See, imagine, you know, let's look at Matthew chapter 6, verse 6 first. It says, but when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. I love this because it teaches us right here that this isn't a performance, it's not pomp, it's it's closing the door, it's closing the distractions and just connecting with our Heavenly Father. So you think about a marriage relationship. When you get married, 
on that wedding day. We've just uh, Chloe and Nick's wedding was just on Friday, and we're celebrating the Murrays. Congratulations to the Murrays, and uh, we are celebrating what's happened there. But there was a, a great ceremony that took place, which was their vows spoken to one another and this commitment and connection to one one another at this service. But the reality is, their married life is not going to continually look like a wedding ceremony. They don't get up in the morning and there's a minister waiting in the lounge room for them. Come and have your breakfast. (laughs) Give your vows of dedication and love to one another as you eat your wheat bix. It's not a ceremony that they walk along. Married life is real. Married life is seeing somebody in their pajamas. Married life is seeing somebody at their worst. It's seeing somebody at their best. It's seeing somebody in the real moments. Doing life together is not a ceremony where you just see somebody's best all the time. And I want to encourage you, your relationship with God is not a ceremony that we just put on on a Sunday. Your relationship with God is real. It's authentic. It's God seeing you at your best and at your worst. It's you crying out to God when you don't know what else to do in tears. It's you saying, God, I feel hopeless. God, where are you in this moment? But it's also in those good moments saying, God, I give you the worship for this promotion. God, I honor you for what you're doing in in my family. God, I worship you for the great things that are happening in my life. It's every season of life saying, God, I want to connect with you. I want to bring you in on everything that's going on. It's not a ceremony. It's a relationship. The Bible says, be still and know that I am. And God. You know, one of the beautiful things I think about intimacy with somebody, and whether it's a good friend or whether it's in a married relationship or a boyfriend or a girlfriend, however it is, is, is just the ability to be together. And you can go on a car trip and not feel like you've got to speak for two hours to one another. And you just feel safe and you just feel comfortable in that moment. And then you know what it's like when you go with somebody that you don't know that well and you feel like you've got to keep the conversation going and there's all these things you've got to try and do and you're working at it, you're not fully relaxed. But isn't there something beautiful in the intimacy of just being with somebody that you just feel safe with and comfortable with? And I love what it says in that passage, be still and know that I am God. Do you know part of prayer is actually just silence at times? Part of prayer is just being with God in His presence Allowing him to speak to you, knowing that he's aware that you're there, knowing that you're aware that he's there, knowing that there's a connection. Just those times with God, they're beautiful. And I want to encourage you, carve out some time where you can just be with God. In a world that's so busy and so frantic, it's so beautiful just to be with God. No pressure, no strain, just to be with God. And it's personal, it's not pomp. The third thing this morning is this, prayer is powerful and not pointless. It says here, but when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then it says this, then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. See, we often try and tackle things from a natural level as human beings we try and solve our own problems we try and make sure that we get things sorted out on our end and now that's a good thing but there is things in our life at times which need to go to a supernatural level things that we can't control things that we can't manufacture on our own things that even if we work our hardest on it we still need God's intervention 
And I think for all of us, it's a reminder that we need to be plugging into the supernatural. We serve a supernatural God. As a believer in Jesus Christ, you have access to the supernatural. In fact, prayer is the gateway to the supernatural. When we start to open up our mouth and speak about our problems, actually, God turns them into solutions. God transforms what is a problem and makes it a solution. God takes these issues that are tests in our life, and as we've heard before, God can turn them into a testimony as we submit them to Him. We take these prayer requests and we put them at his feet and we ask God to move. And sometimes it feels like when you pray, it can feel pointless. It can feel mundane. It can feel like, God, are you even hearing? But I want to encourage you this morning. God hears every prayer. God hears every cry of your heart. I love what it says in James 5. It says, is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray for them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. And then it says this, the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. It's powerful and effective. Even just this week, I was praying for something. I prayed for a conversation with someone to happen. And I said, God, so I know that it's you. I pray that this person will bring up the conversation with me. And I I tell you, no word of a lie, the next day, that very person brought up that conversation completely out of the blue and started to bring it up. I thought, God, this is my opportunity. And I, I literally, in that moment, as that person was bringing up the conversation, under, under my, in my head, I was saying, thank you, God. And that just reminded me again, even the smallest things God hears, even the smallest whispers in our, in our prayers or that thought in our mind as we just speak it out to God, God hears it and God can move and act on our behalf. See, I don't want to be the generation that talks about just the miracles gone by in the generation before us. I want to be the generation that says, I believe God can do the miracles today. I believe God can do something powerful today. I believe the problems that I have right now, if they're accessed to God, if they're given to God, can turn into solutions. I believe God can change and transform. And I want to remind you, prayer is one of the most underrated weapons that the believer has and we oftentimes just try and sort it out in ourselves. We try and think through our own answers. Can I just encourage you? So much quicker, so much more effective to actually just take it to God and pray and say, God, I need your help on this. And just submit it to God and see what He does. A praying church is a church that sees the miracles of God. A praying church is a church that sees the supernatural overflow in our natural world. And as you just take that time to pray, I'm telling you this morning, church, we will see multiplied miracles because our God is a God that answers prayer. The fourth thing this morning is this, is prayer is plain and not perfect. It says here in Matthew 6 verse 7, And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. And I think sometimes in prayer we can do that with God. We can think, well, I've got to keep going over it and over it and keep saying this and saying that. And if I say it in a smarter way, then maybe God will connect with it here. Can I just encourage you? God knows your heart. God knows how you speak normally. Speak like that. Speak how you'd speak to your best friend. Speak just how you speak in your normal life and just say it plainly. God, 
I need your help on this. God, I'm in trouble here. Just speak plainly and directly to God. Ask God specifically what you need. And I'm telling you, God will meet you there. But oftentimes we have these elaborate prayers. We are babbling on and we're saying all these things thinking that's going to that's gonna get God over the line. And I think we've all been there. We really want our prayers to be answered and we, we try and say it a particular way to get God's favor on it. Can I just say God loves you? He's for you and he wants to answer your prayers. Just pray it simply and plainly. Let's not try and make it more difficult than it, than, than it needs to be. It doesn't need to be perfect. Let it just be plain. And just because it's plain doesn't mean it's not powerful. Just because it's plain doesn't mean it's not passionate. You can be passionate in the plain, but we don't have to put a performance on with God. See, we often try to dress to impress. We come to church and we dress a certain way to try and look a certain way in front of other people or we go out to a function or we go to our workplace and we dress a certain way. But you know that the people that are closest to you, they see you in some other clothes too, don't they? They see you in your pajamas. They see you in your getting around the the house kind of clothes. They see you in your doing work around the yard kind of clothes. They see you in all of those things just in your normal life. And I think when there's an intimacy with someone, we see them in a different kind of outfit than, than just our best. And I want to encourage you this morning that God actually sees you in every season. So you don't need to dress to impress with God. You don't need to try and act a certain way in your words and, and the way you present. God can actually understand exactly where you're at. I love what it says in Romans 12 verse 12. It says, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction and faithful in prayer. I love that word faithful. It's not spectacular. It's not the word that everyone gets excited about faithfulness. But there is something so beautiful about faithfulness. We see it in relationships. I was talking to a guy just this week at the, uh, at the shops. He was 50 years married last week, just a random stranger. We got caught in conversation. 50 years married. And I said, well, that's so rare in today's day and age. And we were just talking about that. And there's something beautiful about faithfulness. Faithfulness in our friendships. Faithfulness in our commitment to God. Faithfulness in all the different seasons of our life. But I want to remind you, God is faithful to you. As you pray, as you ask God, he will meet you where you're at. See, there's different ways we can pray. We can thank God. We can praise God. We can ask God for things. We can confess to God. We can have silent time with God. We can listen to God. We can tell God how we feel. We can seek God. We can invite God into our lives. We can declare God's word. We can speak in tongues. We can submit our burdens to God. We can bring our requests to God. And we can honor God's authority. There's so many different ways we can do it. The reality is God just wants us to connect. Be direct and connect. And finally this morning, prayer is perceived and not passed over. It says in Matthew 6 verse 7, And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like the pagans, for they think they'll be heard because of their many words. And then it says in verse 8, Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Every thought, word, or prayer you have is heard by God. And He knows it before even you think or say it. And I just wanted to remind some people today, God hasn't passed over your prayers. God's perceived it. He's listening. He's attentive to your prayers. He's not forgotten you. He's not forgotten what you uttered. 
He's not forgotten those desperate prayers, those moments with God, those quick prayers on your way to somewhere. He hasn't forgotten any moment. He knew it before the start of time that you'd pray it. And he knows it now. Doesn't matter how spectacularly or plainly you prayed that prayer, God knows exactly what you said. And I want to encourage you this morning, prayer is never passed over by God. It says there, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, present your requests to God. Come to God again. Submit it to God. Ask God to move on your behalf. I love that this setup for this series and this setup in Matthew chapter 6 from Jesus, before he teaches the disciples how to do the praying, he says to them, hey, listen, this is the purpose of prayer to connect with me shut the door it's not about others shut out the other noise it's not about what's going on and the other distractions get alone with me be with me your life source and your strength comes from your relationship with God and as you pray and as you connect with God you start to get the mind of God you start to connect with what He's doing. You pray through your, your issues and pray through the things that are going on in your life and you submit them to God. Those weights come off as you come to God. As those high moments in your life, you thank God and you give God the praise. It helps you to keep perspective on things. As you reach challenges and walls and barriers that sometimes block you from your future and you pray and you declare God's word over those things, you see those things come down. Prayer is so powerful. But it's in the unseen. And I want to encourage you. It's great to pray together in a group and in a crowd and corporately pray together. But there's something so powerful about having a personal prayer life, a personal devotion life where you just get alone with God and just speak with Him, speak with the Creator of the universe. So here's what I want you to do right now in this moment. I'd love everyone just to close your eyes as we're coming to a close. And I want you to think about what's one thing that you want to thank God for? And I want you to think about one thing that you're concerned about. What's one thing you want to thank God for and one thing that you are concerned about? And just in this moment right now, I want you to pray. I want you to thank God for that thing. And I want you to share your heart and that thing you're concerned about. Just pray to God, just where you are in your seat. I'm going to give you a moment. When you feel comfortable, why don't you stand with me? Lord, I thank you for every person, the sound of my voice today, either in this room or online. Lord, I thank you that you love 
every single one of us and you want to connect with us personally. And I pray, Lord God, that we would really put a renewed focus on prayer in our personal lives. That we wouldn't be so busy rushing to the next thing that we forget the importance of just being with you, God. Actually, how effective it is. You actually describe prayer as effective. And yet we so often don't use it, even though it's effective. And I pray, Lord God, that we would change our perspective on that. That we would pray first. And that we would allow the rest to be worked out supernaturally with you. Lord, in our concerns and in our thankfulness and in every season of life, I pray we would just submit our requests to you. We'd submit our prayers to you from an honest and pure heart. And let our prayer life be like oxygen to our soul, I pray. Not perfect, but plain and genuine. I pray it this morning in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. We're going to open up the altar now. Is team going to sing one more song. And we're just going to, we've got team ready and available. If you want prayer for something, we, we are believing for miracles this month. We are believing for God to do things that are supernatural. I just invite you to come down to the altar and we're going to pray for you quickly. We're going to just pray for you plainly. We're going to believe for miracles this morning and miracles in your life. And if you want to come, just come down to the altar as we sing this song this morning. Come quickly and we're going to pray for you.